Hello world, welcome back to a very special golf subpar. I'm Colt Nost, he's the sleazy man Drew Stoltz. We got the champ coming up here very shortly. John Rahm picking up his second major title at this year's Masters will be joining us. Can't wait to get to that. But first, we got to talk a little bit about the RBC Heritage out at Harbortown Golf Links where Matt Fitzpatrick took down Jordan Spieth in a playoff. Once again, Sleaze, the designated events deliver. They deliver, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They had a whole, they had a whole cut. They had all the people there, virtually all the big boys, except for Rory. They were all there. What happened on Sunday? Phenomenal leaderboard. Shootout between two of the best. You get a playoff. It's, I, I think these things are delivering so well right now. If I'm on the PJ Tour, I'm like, why would we change this? Go back and look at all of them. They've been perfect. In my opinion. And this was the one right after a major championship. So if there's any letdown in any of them, you would think like, oh, this will be the one, the, the main guy, the big guys will be tired from the week. It's a long week out there with the weather. Maybe we don't see as many of them at the top of the leaderboard. There you go. They were still there, most of them. Well, Jordan talks about being exhausted with how much golf he had played and everything, but obviously he rallied because that's what professionals do. But this once again proves my point of not getting rid of the cut and going to small fields because heading into the weekend, here we have journeyman. Jimmy Walker, who is a major champion, so I don't like calling him an underdog, but he is—he was an underdog. Yeah, it's been really. a while. He had a three-shot lead going into the weekend. The only reason he was in the field is because he took his career money exemption, where he would happen to be entering the year number 50, and that is because he moved up nine spots because they took the live guys that went, o went over off the list. So that's the only reason he was still actually playing. He talked about hanging it up, decided to give it one more go. Here he is. He's got the 36-hole lead. Great story in the final group with Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, and that's what twice now we go back to Nick Taylor at Phoenix Open. There's another one. It's like you just eliminate the possibility for all. And look, you still got Spieth and Fitzpatrick in a playoff home run, right? Yeah, for and everybody. Was on the but last you got group. some kind of exactly. But you got some kind of Cinderella stories in there if you want to call them that. And it's just like that makes it good. That makes it great. There are guys that are outside that number that could go win one of these things, and it's gonna happen. But it's like if you eliminate that and make it seventy whatever between seventy and eighty and no cut, you're gonna stop getting these guys. And I just with the success of how these things have gone up to this point, I would say these are these things have been awesome. I don't know why you'd want to change it whatsoever. Yeah, I was there on site, and you could tell there was definitely a Masters hangover. It was quiet early in the week. The players were tired. Thursday was a little quiet. Friday got a little busier, a little louder. Saturday, you had those monster guys up there, Jimmy Walker leading the way. The weather was perfect. The crowds were unbelievable. The buzz was back, and then going into Sunday, it was rowdy, man. It looked fun. It, it looked was like a fun rowdy. hang out there. There's some dudes getting after it, getting amongst it. Um, they went out threesomes on Sunday. Pace of play, uh, not great. Once again, we're getting into that whole deal. Something's got to change. I don't know what it is. I feel like we have this conversation over and over. It's a broken record. Throw some shots at some dudes, and things are going to change. But what was it, 5-15 for the final group before the playoff? And they had to go play three playoff holes? Like, they're out there six-plus hours. It's too much. It's too much golf. Um, Tighten it up. There were some people trolling Patrick Cantlay. One guy timed one of his shots. I believe it was on number 11. It was almost three minutes Saw long. Um, there was a four-footer where he took a minute to hit. Things have got to change. Maybe our man John Rahm could have some solutions to this pace of play problem because he definitely doesn't have a problem. He moves. He so does Matt Fitzpatrick, though. He goes. They all go. It's just – it's and let's, let's say this for sure because Patrick Cantley is the one – he's the scapegoat right now. He's the one getting all the heat. He ain't the only slow dude no. on the PJ Tour. He's slow. He needs to pick it up. He ain't the only one. He's just playing the best golf of the guys that are very deliberate out there right now. I saw it at Augusta, second to last group. Saw it this week, last group. So he's taking all of the brunt of it. But you fast forward an hour, go – 
up an hour in the tea times. There's some dudes playing slow there too. They just don't have the camera on them the whole time. It, it's not one dude slowing up the entire PJ tour. So the Cantlay hate, he's kind of become the villain behind this. I don't think that's necessarily fair. I do think he needs to pick it up, but there's a lot of dudes that should be feeling the same wrath as him. Uh, they're just not playing as good a golf. And until they do something, Patrick Cantlay don't give a shit. He's no. going to keep playing. Why, well, why would you? Printing money. Yeah. Um, why would you? But man, congrats to Matt Fitzpatrick. This is a guy who's totally changed his game has picked up so much speed. He went from one of the shortest hitters to now one of the longest hitters. You know, I always said, he's a guy that'll wear you down over time. Bay Hill, when the golf course is extremely hard. Memorial, when it's really, really hard. Over four days, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's going to be there. But in those team events, Ryder Cups, he's going up against Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, um, name it, the long guys on the USA team. Like, he gets bullied. You know, yeah. It, it's tough to beat them in an 18-hole sprint. But with this newfound length, winning the U.S. Open – his confidence is sky high. He's he's, he's going to be a problem in a lot of these big tournaments coming up and the Ryder Cup. Yeah, he's going to be one of the top dogs on the European side. And it's changed from the last time we saw him at Whistling Straits. I think that was kind of the catalyst for his whole, dude, this, that was a big yard. He was like, I got to get longer. I can't go play these guys 18 holes. Yeah, you give me 72 and let me wear them down. Got a chance, but he's done it. He put in the work um, and it's worked. And by the way, Tip of the cap to Jordan Spieth. Looked like he could have won that thing twice, but he's starting to play some really nice Ooh, golf. He's his, back. What is it? His last five events, he's finished outside of the top four one time, and in that was the 19th in stroke, in stroke play. Yeah, not counting the match play. He's just, I mean, just hanging around that rim right now. It's it's just a matter of time. He's going to be super popular up at Oak Hill for the PGA, but no fun to watch him do it and just <laughs> fun dude to watch golf. Just he's wild shit all over the place. Speaking of wild shit, I got to give a little shout out to my man Frank Nobolo. Okay, you know, him mm -hmm. and I, mm -hmm. you know, we, we have a little, we have a fun relationship. We like to pick on each other on air, you know, spice up the broadcast a little bit. He taught me early on, kind of the rule is, you know, you can only make fun of the other person if they're on the same hole and they can respond. That's fair, by the way. Okay? You gotta have a chance that to respond. fair. You know, you do it when, when they're in the dark, it's really not that fair. Well, since then, we've kind of changed it where if, you know, Frank wants to chime in on somebody else's hole, he's allowed to. So therefore, you know, it's kind of, it's open season, right? You can just take shots whenever. But he crossed the line this week, okay? You know, I started it off. I was out there. I was a little bored. My group wasn't doing much, so I didn't get to talk too much. But Scotty Scheffler had a nasty lip out for birdie. And I said, I said, you know, Trevor, over the last two weeks, Scotty Scheffler's burned more edges than Frank has bridges. Sing. Got a little, got a little, a little laugh out of there. And he went to commercial and goes, all right, it's on. So here comes Frank, not saying much. I'm not I'm not speaking very much during the broadcast because, like I said, my, my groups were just kind of – they were stuck in neutral. Well, whoever's talking when they get ready to go to commercial sends it to commercial. So it's Frank's all he's talking. I hear sellers say commercial. They show this beautiful drone shot of the harbor. All these massive boats, everything going on. He's like, beautiful harbor town. Boats galore and Colts dinghy. Mm. And that's just how it went to break. <laughs> Let it I breathe. Go, Let it breathe. I said, I go to we go in commercial and we can speak in the to each other during commercial. I go, yo, that was so far across the line and out of bounds. That is not fair. <laughs> and he was chuckling. He was so proud of himself. One to one. One to one. So we will settle this, Frank. Get ready. Anytime you can work in a dinghy, dinghy. reference, I feel like, especially with a name in front of it, Colts Dinghy. It's good broadcasting. That's yeah, good. Good broadcasting. But, man, it was a great week out at Harbor Town. Um, but I'm so excited for this interview. We got to get to it. We got to get to it. But before that, we got something exciting for all the listeners. Colt, we love golf trips. Suffice it to say, we're big golf trip guys. Concur? Duh. Uh, duh. There's nothing better. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're thinking about a buddy's trip, couple's trip, any kind of golf getaway, make sure you talk to our guys at golftroop.com. That's golf, T-R-O-O-P.com. They book packages all over the U.S. 
get you the best deal for your money, advanced tee times. Basically, they just dial you in with whatever you want. They handle all the payments so you don't have to go chase down your buddies for the money. Golf Troop has the inside scoop on the best courses, hidden gyms, lodging, everything you want on a golf vacation. And if that's not enough, listen to this. They do a golf giveaway for a sick trip for four golfers every quarter. These trips are awesome. They take places in spots like Innisbrook, True North here in Scottsdale, Vegas, California, Pebble Beach. These are some incredible golf giveaways. All you got to do is visit golftroop.com slash subpar to sign up for their next trip giveaway. You don't got to buy anything. All you got to do is sign up for the giveaway. That is golftroop.com slash subpar. Check them out, sign up, and you could be headed to an amazing golf destination for free. Colt, only thing better than golf trips, free golf trips, especially uh, to Pebble. That one's worth a pretty penny. I like that. You know what yep. else I like? Masters champs. Mm -hmm. Here he is, John Rahm on Golf Subpar. All right, what a show we have here today. We got our first ever guest on Golf Subpar coming back for his fourth time, this time with a new addition to the wardrobe. Your 2023 Masters champion, John Rahm. Big fella, good to have you back, brother. Oh, congrats. Great to be back. What Thank a piece you. that is. Thank too. you. Looks good. You got the matching I mean, J's. How crazy everything. is it? We're talking about how you haven't been on in a little bit, and it's about time. We were just challenging you a little bit. We we're just making you go out and actually do something to earn coming back on subpar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be last time we, I came was the U.S. Open. It wouldn't be right if I don't do it after something big again. Uh, you know, having three wins in the season could have been big enough. But I'm <laughs> yeah, glad. I'm we, glad this worked out this way. We, for most people, we'd have had them on after the third. But for you, we're like, let's just wait. Let's just keep <laughs> it going. Something huge is coming, and it did. But thank you for bringing the green jacket yes, too. Sir. How hard is it to get that thing out? Like, it's got rules about its public appearances. Yeah. I don't know all the rules. Uh, there's a dress code that comes with it. You learn about this quickly when you have to sign documents and things about what you're doing. <laughs> it's official. They, they, obviously, we all know the rules around Augusta National, right? And they tell you you're represented Augusta National, right? The jacket is Augusta National. So at uh, least you can wear is golf attire. That's the worst dress code you can have. So no jeans, no shorts, which you look nice. I'm wearing great. You golf look clothes. fantastic. And um, got the got the green rolly to match. Exactly. Yeah, this ain't bad. I feel like I'm worthy of wearing this now. It's 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 complicated. You can't have a public appearance, or the jacket can't make not you. The jacket can't make a public appearance without them knowing. They don't like to be surprised, so they need to give approval for everything. They need to approve this. Uh, I can't be seen. I can't be photographed with a jacket and having alcohol. It just goes on and on and on. So it's wow. Uh, I feel flattered that this got the yeah. clearance. By the way. Well, we push for it. There's some things you're more passionate about than others, right? So I'm, I'm glad we could do this. Yeah, Good next man. week, you and I might be members. You never know. You never know. I'm <laughs> expecting this far. I'm expecting it. But honestly. seriously, I mean, first off, I want to just, I think it's so cool that you teed it up last week at Harbortown. I love what you said about honoring your commitment. Mm -hmm. You know, people pay their hard-earned money to come watch you play golf. You put yourself in kids' shoes and said, I want to see the Masters champ. You mm -hmm. did it. I thought that was so cool of you. What was the reception like last week at Harbortown? It was incredible. And even before I did my press conference on Tuesday afternoon, because we flew in Tuesday, I went to the range just to hit a few and kind of get in the tournament mindset. And the crowd that was there, the reception was incredible. Like I've never had an ovation for walking into a putting green. I pretty much had it. And it was really, really cool to see. And then afterwards, signing autographs, like you see there's a different level of enthusiasm now in that sense right and and then on the golf course every single hole every single day was you know because some of them were obviously seeing me for the first time since the win every single time was no matter if i hit a good or bad shot clapping and congratulating me for the for the win and then um, the 18th hole that we saw 
it was incredible i i've gotten ovations like that in spain some mm -hmm. places in europe never in the u.s so to be acknowledged like that by the u.s crowd was very very cool and feeling the embrace so uh i'm glad it worked out the way it did i'm glad i went um i'm happy i played as good as i did because i did not expect to play as good as i did and uh to about the first round i you know i was a little tired otherwise i would have liked to i mean not content but if sneaking a top 10 that would have been absolutely incredible but either way i'm happy it went and at least at the end just shoot 75 75 and go home and yeah. and just call it a day no it was a solid week you played really well the last three rounds but like you're you're sitting there at hilton head you got the green jacket is it just is it hung up in the closet is it sitting on the chair are you drinking coffee in it in the mornings so this is the second time i put it on since sunday wow at augusta i the next morning i put it on uh i don't know why like i put it on as a joke and uh because you're the master because you champion. can yeah because you why. got a green jacket that's I'd, why i mean it was just the next morning 9 a.m i was making a joke with kelly at one of the bathroom and came out with a jacket on and she was <laughs> laughing and then um it was when i've spoken about this i saw this golf digest picture of it was they photoshopped me and chevy shaking hands on 18 oh. and i was sitting on the edge of the bed and started bawling instantly right because i was i had it on and it kind of hit me right in the moment um for the next 30 minutes, it was just a blubbery mess. It was funny to think about. Then I took it up, and I haven't put it on since till now. Was that the moment where, because it, it's such a whirlwind, I would imagine, for you after. It's like Butler Cabin, on the mm -hmm. on the greens, all this stuff. Then you boom, straight to Harbortown, interviews, all that. Was that the moment where it, like, hit you? Like, oh, my God, like, this is special. Yeah, that Monday hit me. And most people don't know what goes afterwards. Like, you finish, I don't know if we finish at, at 7.30 or something like that. I didn't leave Augusta National to midnight. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was an early one to leave. Apparently you can stay longer if you need to, or if you have to. So, uh, you know, you have it on, but it's like, I don't know, you, you forget cause there's so many commitments. It was just the next then putting it back on where it was kind of unique, right? It was like, okay, I don't have to in this sense, but got to enjoy it. Yeah. Well, that champions locker room is a very small private place. Um, who are you going to be sharing a locker with? I don't know. Oh, so they said that's a joke. It might be a new tradition. I, I said, my dad was there. Kelly was there. And I'm like, this might be the only chance I get to see it. I'm going to push for it. I'm like, can we go see the champions locker room? I said, yes. I'm like, okay. We went up there, saw the locker room. And obviously I'm looking around. Ollie and Sergio share a locker. Sevi shares with, with uh, Swartzel, mm -hmm. right? I was like, listen, I can't tell you guys what to do. <laughs> can you please put me with the Spanish guys? Yeah. Like, you know, there's four of us, obviously, yeah. perfectly put us in there. It would be amazing. Uh, I don't care if you put me with Oli, Sergio, Sevi, but, I mean, I feel like it's right, right? No offense, Charles, like, no yeah. offense. But beat it. But, <laughs> it, but like, you know, I thought it would be really cool if you could put me with Sevi, especially with everything I've spoken, right? I don't know how long they maintain the locker after somebody's passed. I don't know if they maintain all of them. I don't know. Um, but it would be really cool to share with, uh, with the Spanish guys. So yeah. I'm hoping. But... I don't know how much my word means over there. Uh, I'll take whoever I get, obviously. More than most, I would say. More than more than people that have they don't have a green jacket. Yeah, Charles can go with uh, Gary Player or something. That would be sweet. Get mm -hmm. Tommy. Me, all right, you win. Your phone's exploding. Give me one guy that you heard from that was like surprising, flattering, any of the above. There's a lot of text. I think the most meaningful one because I hadn't gotten a message from him like that yet. It was a, it was basically a voice message from uh, Rafa Nadal. He oh, wow. sick. he's a g massive golf fan, and he sent me a two minute voice message. That was really cool. So uh, only voice memo. 
Do you guys talk like that? Like, are you, do you reach out to him when he wins a grand slam? Or yeah. Yeah. Like and, and he'll respond, but like yeah. in between, not too much. Uh, but we know each other's watching and this time, yeah, this one was really cool. Well, really, on our, really cool. on our group text, Slee's reached out in Spanish. How impressed were you with this Spanish? Like yeah. The Google translate copy paste. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even look up there. what you said. I tried it first without, I was like, this, this notes. Yeah, this no, I mean, come on. We, I'm going to need a little help. We here. all knew. I, yeah. I either, I either said somebody in his family speaks Spanish <laughs> and I don't think you're going to take the time to do something like that. So it's just good. Just go. I translate. tried. It was, you were the only one though. I'm surprised nobody else did it in Spanish. Yeah. I'm always trying to hobla with you a little bit. Yeah. Just a little something. I tried it. I was like, that didn't give you enough habla. <laughs> yeah. Habla un poquito. I thought he was trying you know to speak I mean? English. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it's impossible to type in Spanish because it auto-corrects it to English. When yeah. you try to write where I was like, all right, I'm just going to go translate on this thing. Uh, this little little nod to you. Let's go into the start of the week because obviously you're playing great leading in. You had three wins on the season already. And you get to the first hole. I can't help but laugh because I just... The <laughs> habla? The habla. No. Well, you was coming. Yeah. Oh. But I mean, you get to the first hole. The Masters, you're one of the favorites. You go out there, you got a birdie put on the first, and you you four whack it, walk away with double bogey. I yeah. mean, what what was going through your head walking over to the second tee? You know, this is a hard. It's 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 a complicated thing. It's a lot to explain, but I mean, it's such a hard opening hole. Yes, that pin location is not the hardest on the green, but a five happens way too easily, right? Too easily, and I hit a great three wood, really good eight iron to a good spot, and I'm I'm feeling great, right? Um, obviously, we all know there's a discrepancy between putting green and course, right? There's always a little bit of a difference. And Justin Thomas goes first, hits it four feet short. So I'm like, okay, just trust your speed. Hit a great looking putt. Look, it's going by the hole. And after the hole hits the down slope, it goes to six feet. And I'm like, well, let's try to make that. Uh, hit another great looking, great feeling putt, misread it. And then I see that thing going off to four feet. <laughs> Justin finishes, and I'm like, oh boy, that's where, you know. I mean, not that you want to think about it, but it's like, it's just four or five. You don't want to, right? Like, you don't want to get up there with the slope behind the hole again, just try to hammer it. And I'm like, I don't want to six feet back for a double. So uh, I was like, I saw, I read it right edge. I am just outside the edge and tried to die it in. And it went dead straight. And well, I make, make four putt made a double. Uh, clearly not happy. But the first thing I told Adam, and he could tell you this, is every single putt felt good. All of them felt good. And I remember a quote from Jack after a round, I think it was at Augusta, where they said, man, you know, you played a great round of golf, you just missed the putt on 15. And he said, I didn't miss it. I hit exactly the way I wanted to. I just misinterpreted it. I'm like, kind of popped into my head, along with Seve's quote of, I miss, I miss, I miss, I make. It happens to everybody. So after that, uh, I'm still upset, obviously, because I made a six in a stupid way. But um, I hit the tee shot on two. And I've said this many times, and I'll keep saying it. If you stand in the fairway, if you hit the fairway on seven at Augusta National and you're even par, you're in a good spot. You are in a good spot because even if you birdie two and three, one, four, five, six are very good chances of bogey. It can happen. Mm -hmm. So that's where I was thinking. Uh, let's play good. I made great tee shot on two, had 10 feet for eagle, made birdie, made birdie on three. I'm even par starting on the fourth tee. I mean, it, I, I was happy with it. I never never thought about anything else, and I made birdie on seven. So uh, in my mind, in my pace of basically on my pace of golf, uh, I was doing good. Never did I think, though, after a double, I was going to end up with seven birdies and an eagle and shoot seven under. Yeah, well, yeah. 65 that, with a double. <laughs> that nine under stretch on the last 17, but this might be a big statement, but best golf I've ever played? 
There was that time so, at Memorial. Thing you've had, that's why well. I'm saying it might be a bit. Say, but also 917 17, at a major championship. That's a lot. Memorial came to 17 mind. 17 holes? Yeah, for one round. Yes. That's it. I would I say so. I mean, it looked so. like you hit exactly where you're looking. I would say so because I'm going to add this. There's a narrative that I can't hit a draw. Okay. We're, we're, we're going to get talk to that. about yeah. that. I hit a draw on 10. Perfect. I hit a draw on 13. Perfect. And I hit the shots I need on some of the tough tee shots on that round as well, along with some other great iron shots and really good putts. Like legit after that first hole, it was about as easy as I feel like I can walk around Augusta National. So yeah, I mean, that was really the best good. single round stretch. Really good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you can, you can't, what you're going to do to I, top that unless you shoot 59 somewhere. No, I mean, hopefully I mean, part of the first hole and then do the same thing afterwards. Yeah, that Tie the work. course record. That yeah. would work. But uh, yeah, that was, that was about as good as it gets. Before we get back to John Rahm, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Callaway. You've heard me talk about my equipment, and for a good number of you, that's not what you should have in your bag. I've seen the USGA stats on handicaps, and I've played in pro-ams, and I know that a majority of you need all the forgiveness you can handle. If your handicap has two digits, do yourself a favor and take a look at the newest Big Bertha clubs from Callaway, just announced this week. Easy to hit, easy to launch. You know when you're having a tough round and you're pure one on 18 and that one that one shot keeps you coming back? These clubs are going to help give you more of those shots. By the way, there's even a version for female golfers. Those are called Big Bertha Reva, short for revolution. Take a look at the new Big Bertha lineup from Callaway at callawaygolf.com slash Big Bertha. That's callawaygolf.com slash Big Bertha. Back to John Rahm. You mentioned a lot of people question whether or not you can draw it. A lot of people also questioned when you switched equipment companies. It was a it was a very interesting deal because here you are switching 14 clubs and a ball. Now you have two majors. Have you ever been more confident in what you got in your bag than you do right now? I've always been confident in what I have in my bag. Uh, I'm... You also got to, I don't want to talk negatively about anybody and, and TaylorMade made a great product as well, but there's also a difference in the person, right? Uh, and I think that's the bigger difference, but I did change. I wouldn't just change blindly for, for obvious, for, for monetary reasons, right? Like I don't want my career to suffer. So when I changed and when I did all the testing, I wanted to make sure I could improve and I saw the opportunity for improvement and that's what I said. And I mean, right away, I, I, we saw it in 2021. I played today the best year of my career, winning one and a half tournaments. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, one and three quarters. Yeah, I would say 1.99. Yeah. And yeah. Shooting, the, shooting the lowest score at Tour Championship as well, right? So I played really good golf in an amazing Ryder Cup. So I felt validated right away. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't realize. I mean, I don't look at the comments or anything. I didn't think yeah. anybody were, was questioning anything. I think that you're just one of those guys that was winning a lot. You were rising the world rankings then. You know, we've seen equipment changes bite people in the past, but you went over to Callaway, and I would say, I mean, the amount of wins they have so far this year kind of validates their equipment, but you, I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever seen you drive the golf ball better. Yeah, it's been, it's been good. Yeah, no, it's been really good. Um, what people don't know is I made the same change basically when I went to TaylorMade in college. Didn't hit one TaylorMade club in college up until like my last month and a half when TaylorMade came into the picture and I tried some of their clubs, right? Before that, I actually have mostly a Callaway bag. Uh, growing up, I played a lot of Callaway as well. So it's not like it was unfamiliar territory, right? It wasn't like I was going blind into something else. And uh, that along with a lot of work, a lot of hours put into it. And right? I put a lot of time in December trying to make sure this stuff was fitting when I went to Carlsbad and, and got my, my equipment checked. Um, it's also very reassuring 
when I come back home with my brand new bag and brand new golf ball on the first round I play, I shoot 59. Helpful. Helps. Helpful. So I was Helps like, you mental. know what? If I play bad from now on, maybe it's not me yeah. or it's not the clubs, it's me, right? So that's kind of, you know, it was a very positive start in that sense. No doubt about it. Uh, I want to go because you got the absolute raw end of the deal. I heard somebody in the press conference afterwards say, what, what did they say? Something did you like, hear it? You perhaps, perhaps got the perhaps you got the, bad the wrong side. There's a like, debate to be made that you didn't have the easier yeah. way. I'll yeah. just say that. Yeah. That was so right? funny. There's a debate. The amount of eye rolls yes. I saw yeah. when he said perhaps yeah. one could debate you didn't have the good end of the draw. <laughs> That's when I said like perhaps really you think yeah. there's any doubt? It was snowing. Two and a half shots. It was snowing and pounding. Was but it like, two and a half? I think it was two and a half. Two and, like, and a half. For you, I mean, you're right there in the mix going into the weekend. Like, how do you stay like, okay, I'm right there, and yet I got absolutely screwed. I mean, it's just, it, obviously, it's just well, part of the You can't think game. about that. See, that's why I'm sitting here, and you have that thing this, on. Yeah, we need <laughs> we need what good players think about. Yeah. I can tell you what I think about. Well, the thing is, I mean, we're tied with Brooks at the first round. He comes out in perfect weather, shoots five under, mm -hmm. which he's supposed to do. Could have been lower if you see his round. Mm -hmm. Could have been lower, right? So I'm teeing off, and I'm like, well, I got to try to catch up as much as possible. We knew we weren't finishing that day. Uh, so... You know, when we left, I was two under. I was at nine. I was in a good spot. And then we came the next morning knowing what we had. It's more, let's see what we can do to not really screw the whole tournament up, right? When the rain was coming and all that, right? And I played really good golf. I mean, there's nothing else you can do but control what you can control, right? I couldn't worry about Brooks when it's 45 and raining sideways. That's, I can't really do that. How so, hard were the conditions? Yeah, give us an idea. Like, what clubs were you were hitting into some of the holes that day versus Thursday when it was perfect? Well, 11. Well, 11 at the end. I mean, I had driver six iron to lay up to the right of the green. <laughs> I was on the trees, though. It was more holes like, like 14, right? 14, I hit a pounded driver and hammered eight iron to a short pin. If I usually hit a driver that good, there's no way I'm hitting more than a pitching wedge into that hole, unless it's into the wind, which it wasn't, right? Oh. Um, and then when it rained, it was 17 and 18. That was the craziness. 18. 17 was driver, six iron. Both of them hit as good as I could. 18 was driver, four iron. Both of them hit as good as I could. And I didn't even sniff the front of the green. So I was doing the feature groups coverage when y'all were mm -hmm. going through there. And Justin's drive went 238. I don't remember exactly what yours went, but Justin hit a head cover in there. We saw a couple guys hit three wood in 18. I should have hit five wood. I just, me and Adam were talking about it. We thought that if I could keep that four iron low, there might be a chance of skipping on mm -hmm. the white grass. The five wood, God knows where the water ball could have gone. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was looking at it like, if he comes out knockily with no spin and you go long, that's going to be a tough five. So we were okay with short the entire way. That, that's kind of the, the thought process behind that. Did you, when you went out that day, did you have like a target score in mind or a target like, I don't want to be more than X behind nah. Brooks after this? Or is it just no, hole by no. hole, go plug along? It, it was weird because it was on and off, right? When we started, it was okay. And then on 11, starts drizzling. 12, 13, we're okay. 14, 15, we're okay on and off. And then at the end of 16, starts pouring down. So you could make birdies, but it was tough. It was very tough. I mean, pars were, were your friend. And that's basically what I was thinking of. What was what was Saturday night like for you? Because obviously there's still a lot of golf left. Mm -hmm. With with everything you went through, were you just so worn out after that Saturday? I was tired. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, because then after that we go back in the restart and it's raining again. Yeah. right. We're playing five. I hit driver four iron, both of them perfect to the front edge. I have a hundred feet. Mm -hmm. uh, we're playing seven on the rain. Probably the best two shots I hit on the tournament. 
Really? The driver on seven iron on seven on the pouring rain. I mean, those mm -hmm. are two small targets. Yeah. Two, eight feet. Um, I was tired, but I mean, it is the Masters, and knowing that the next day, basically the, the Masters is decided, right? I mean, it was also helpful that even though it was four shots, four shots back, it was most likely going to be a one-shot swing, right? So I was already going to start with possibly an advantage whether Brooks made the putt or yeah. not. I always mm -hmm. had a chance. So I could start in a positive way and, and get things going, and I did, right? So um, I wasn't really thinking anything about it. Like, I didn't think about the putt all night. I was just tired. I wanted to go to bed and, and rest and, and get the day started the next on a, day. On a scale of 1 to 10, what would you have rate, what would you rate your sleep that night? It was okay. I mean, it was shorter than I would have liked, yeah. but it was it was okay. It was Are good. you a good sleeper normally? Yeah, yeah I, I sleep great. Oh, I sleep better. Sleep. I sleep better in tournaments than I do at home. All right, question. Glass Which is, half, I know it's weird. Yeah. Glass half full scenario. Like one of the worst things I would think as a player is, let's say you're in the last group going into Sunday of the Masters. You got to wake up and you got so much time to kill and wait and think before you tee off. The fact that you get out there on Sunday, boom, you start right away. You got to play 30 holes, but there's no sitting around and waiting. Was that beneficial at all? I mean, you've, you've I think one so. US Open and had to play, but there's so much time, just idle time. Well, I think it helped me because I'd done it the day before. So I just do it again, right? Like just I just get out there and do it. I knew what to expect about that would be the, the perfect way of saying it. So I think in a way, even though you might be a little bit more tired, adrenaline carries on. So um, I think it played in my advantage. Yeah. And, and I, I, I did. I mean, I started with a four shot deficit and ended the day two shots back, which the, the goal was to close the gap as much as possible. What do you do typically? Like U.S. Open, you tee off super late in the afternoon. You wake up, you got tons of time to kill before you can start warming up. What do you do? Uh, I mean, Take I usually like watching the broadcast and watching how the courses play and play with the kids, you know, get my mind off of golf if I can. And then when you're getting closer to it, start doing the little things to, you know, maybe do some warm up at home, go to the course, eat lunch, and then start your day, right? I just... Uh, I don't go early to the course and people do and hit some putts at 10 a.m. and then go back. I, I don't like doing that. I've, I've, I've tried it. It doesn't really work for me. Uh, I'm just home with the family, honestly. Playing with the kids. They do what they need to do. Uh, as if it was a Sunday morning at home. And then uh, when you need to get focused into it, I'll do it. But but the broadcast might be on the background just to see how, you know, how some holes are playing and seeing what works in some holes and what doesn't work that, that always helps and then you and brooks get going in that final pairing mm -hmm. and you know you and I, you and i have talked about it off camera many a times i mean the amount of times people say you're fiery yeah and all this it's just we get it we know it i thought sunday in that final round was as cool calm and collected as i've ever seen john rom i would did, agree with that did it feel that way yes i mean there's still there's still pressure of course there's still tension. highest of pressure yeah there's still say. tension but uh, I knew I had a goal in mind. I'm like, if I shoot in the 60s today, it was windy. Mm -hmm. It was not an easy day of golf. Those, that, that 65 by Phil and 66 by Jordan were ridiculous scores. Um, with those wind gusts, I was, I said, if I shoot 69 today and get to 12 under, that's a very solid chance. That's a very, very, very solid chance. And uh, that's what I was worried about. I mean, I was basically going shot by shot and trying to do what I could do. I just thought, like, just looking at your face, like, you just, it just seemed, I, I haven't seen that side of you before. And I, I mean, I was, I think that's part of your maturity as well, but I just knew when I saw that, I was like, there's the man who's going to put the green jacket on. Or you guys could have told mm. me. Because <laughs> I keep hearing it was stress-free, it was boring, it was this. 
Jesus Christ. If I hear that again, I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah, dude, spice it up. Hit some shitty shots next Well, I've time. heard, oh, yeah. When you hit that draw on 13, I knew it was over. And I'm like, well, call the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I don't want to play anymore. Walk it in. I'm done. Was Take there a moment, through, though, like, on that final round like, where you felt well, like the momentum And shift? I don't want to call anybody out, but there is one person who said it was a boring Sunday, like the last five holes I had it won. I'm like, how can you possibly No, say call him out. That's what we do on the show. Yeah, who How can it? you say, well, I'm going to do we'll, we'll their him. podcast probably next. <laughs> hey, Riggs. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Hey. Well, see, I know Adam. Adam. Purposely, but not purposely, he did a, Adam, my caddy, did a podcast with them and did mention like, oh, you know, it, it was stressful. It was this. I don't know if he wanted to say directly at Riggs. Uh, I understand what the spectators are saying, but four shots at Augusta National is absolute zero. Well, So I was like, to me, I'm walking down the street. It's stressful as hell. Yeah. Like stressful as hell, like to an extent. And I, I want to go to, because 12 is the hole that gets all the attention, obviously. Yes. We've seen what's happened with Jordan Spieth there with a massive lead there. Yes. Um, what happened the year Tiger won in 2019. Take us through y'all's process on number 12, because that was the first day I thought the wind was really blowing. And yeah. It could probably make you, you question where it's coming from a little so bit. So this is where playing in the morning, I think, helped a lot. Because when we played in the morning, it was very similar conditions, just a little cooler. And he was gusting downwind off the left. And we all thought when we play the hole, it was going to push it right. Uh, so I went with a nine iron, uh, going with a three-quarter nine iron. Is, this is the morning round? Morning round. Okay. I actually hit a nine iron in the afternoon too. But I, I go with that club. I tug it just a little bit because I don't want it to bleed right and maybe be short and just hits the jet stream up there. And that's the same thing that Scotty Scheffler did in the afternoon. I mean, it lands on the flowers and then he comes back down. I got lucky there. I mean, most of the time he comes back down. Uh, Scotty, I'm sorry, happened to you that stayed up there, but he came back down. So when we got back there, I actually, Adam and I were trying to technically hold it on the third round on the morning hole location. Very similar number. Um, we were just on the other tee box. So we, I was trying to just hit it there. And knowing what I did in the morning, it was the nine iron. I just put it a little bit up on my stance to facilitate a bit more of that cut. Essentially, it was a, a pitching wedge number, but the last thing I wanted to do was get up there, give a little bit of extra release and see that ball go sailing long left or heal it a little bit too much. See that ball going right and start sweating because the green was soft. And if you spin it back, bad news. It's gone. Yeah. So I was really trying to just hit the right shot and uh, I hit it perfectly. I mean, that ball landed a pace past the hole and it was this far from that whole location. So when we got there, to me, I hit a perfect shot. I'm 30 feet left, mm -hmm. but I hit a but as good a shot as I could hit. Um, I know that, that that hole gets a lot of attention, but being downwind obviously takes a bit of the water stress out of play. It's, yeah. I think but then it brings the flowers in. It's like well, you but see if, that all the like time. Like if I just hit it online with the bunkers and I miss yeah. it either way, if it's online in between the bunkers, I can either go on the short one or the long one, right? I don't have a doubt that that ball is not going to carry. When it's into the wind and gusting, God, that ball can go from 10 yards long to 10 yards in the water. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a little different. What, were, what was uh, the player's response to the new tee on 13? Because obviously we saw what you did on Sunday, just with the most gorgeous tee shot, drawing it around the corner. But yeah. what did you think about the added length? It, was, it a, was it a positive? Well, I think he's he, – I mean, I might not be the guy to ask now, but he places a proper par five. Mm -hmm. I think if you could hit the right tee shot or even get lucky, sometimes you miss the branches. It was too much of an advantage to have a nine iron in. Not everybody could do it. Now – like I did it on Sunday. I think I hit about as good a tee shot I could oh, hit. Unbelievable. It was a six iron, which you're comfortable, but still a six iron with the ball way above your feet, right? Uh, and you can still take a conservative route and, and see longer clubs in. I mean, you're going to see it. I think it plays the way it's supposed to be played. When I go back and watch 
footage of the 80s. I mean, you see people with three irons, four irons, woods, right? That's how it's supposed to be played. And I like it. See, I think that the one thing he doesn't get enough credit about is he, he does do that. He goes back and watches oh, I've from watched the 80s. The yeah. exactly. I love it. You are a student of the game. I love it. Yeah, I'm a complete junkie. I like the layup there. If you do choose the layup, like there's so much strategy on the layup. Do I want to blow it down it's, the right side, get a good angle? I can lay it back to this specific number, or I'm going to get it up close as a creek as possible. There's a lot of different options. It's not just like, oh, hit it to 100. A lot more thought that you think goes into that layup, uh, the line, exactly the number, the pin position, giving yourself. Because if you put it on the right spot, you can give yourself a really easy wet shot. If you don't put it on the right spot, it, there can be some stress. Like if you have that short right pin or short left pin, and you hit it 10 yards too close, and you're on that downslope with a 40-yard pitch shot, it's not the easiest comfortable shot, right? So you can you can make it as easy or as stressful as you want to make it for yourself. Yeah, we saw some yeah. guys struggle with it, laid it up, and still yeah. souped it. I mean, I made, I made a bogey. More, there's more thinking involved. I, I laid like up now. to 80 yards and still made a bogey. I mean, it just it happens. Well, on Sunday you had a sick chip from over the green. Yeah, that thank was you. Nice. I've actually I I before they reshape well like soften the green i had hold that chip before on my first masters oh. so i had really good visual in mind yeah. when i got there yeah okay well, let's go to the next another one. one on the next hole pretty filth that was i mean you said I, I believe you said in a press conference you didn't get enough credit for how good the shot on 14 was well i mean all i hear about is a tee shot on 18 that's no, all i hear about i don't care about that nobody brings up that shot to me one of the best shots i hit in my life all right well you're in the yeah. second cut behind yeah. a tree take us through it yardage and what so, you had to do well 128 meters Gotcha. Okay. 42 yards. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can kind of see in the images. Uh, if I went straight at the pin, I have to keep it low, kind of like Brooks did. I could start it just outside the left edge of the green. And within the first cut, I had a decent lie. But the thought of possibly getting a bit of a knuckleball and going straight through the green was, was, was a reality. Um, so if you were to go back to, to seeing the image or the video, I'm trying to start it just left of the green, and I'm trying to cut it about five yards because then with the wind in of the left, it would do the rest to then land on the slope and take it towards the pin. I was never trying to finish it online with the pin. That would have been a 20-yard slice, and I would have ended up way right and possibly short as well, right? So um, I'm trying to hit this, like, lower spinny 8-iron, and I did it perfectly. I mean, I could have not hit that shot any better than than what i did it starts left face towards the the one tree that's between the pin and the flag with the help of the wind and lands pin high and just takes a slope back to the pin i mean i i couldn't hit it any better that's where you opened up some cushion too i yeah. mean that kind of was yeah, the yeah shot of the tournament shot of the tournament there's a combination of different shots but yeah i mean that was pivotal right if i make a mistake and brooks two putts it's only a two shot lead with four to go uh, luckily for me he three putted and then i made it so uh yeah i would say I could say shot of the tournament. After that swing there, because that was when it really opened up. You got a four-shot lead. Mm -hmm. 12 gets all the attention. That's a stressful shot. I don't care how big your it lead is. is. It what is. Was, the, was there a shot after that where you're like, I just got to get through this one. Let's keep, let's keep this one safe, and then I'm, so, I feel good. 15T is not a stress anymore because they put the T so far back. You can't get to the tree. So that is try to hit as hard as you can. Uh, I hit it terrible, but still in play. <laughs> um, so there's a couple of things after that. I'm like, I'm not really worried with the back pain about the water, but you got to hit the right wet shot to give myself the best look I can. And then obviously shot into 16 and T shot on 17. Those two were the things I was looking for. Um, if I could hit the right shot on 17 on 16 and then put the ball in the fairway on 17, not that it's closed out, but I'm going to make a par and a bogey, most likely have a three shot lead, at least make a par and a bogey, most mm -hmm. likely have a three shot lead going into 18. 
and yeah that's what i was i had in mind go to that layup on 15 because that's another layup that like i don't think gets a, enough credit what do we do you, do you have a certain spot you wanted to come in from there yeah. how tricky is that layup because there's some t you get on the wrong like the downhill it's tricky i wanted to have about 70 75 meters um is that the, just so you can control your spin more exactly on the left half of the fairway so you are looking more up the green and i like that because uh, what i feel like it's a half shot is 65 meters right but when you're on that downslope plus a little adrenaline that becomes 70. so if i have 75 it's perfect that ball's gonna come low land five short skip up maybe pin high or be at least putting up the hill and uh yeah we ended up laying up to pretty much a perfect number hit the shot i wanted just a little right of the pin um i i was expecting the wind to take it a bit more than it did but um you know i ended up being 10 feet short right which had a lot more break than i wanted to had i been online it would have been a straight putt up the hill not that i would have made it but i'm being picky in that situation mm -hmm. it's really easy though if if you lay up on the wrong spot to you know if you yeah. catch it just off and have too much spin you know that water is lurking right so i wanted to get as close as comfortably possible so that wouldn't happen yeah, yeah we've get, seen disasters on that whole just i mean that with happens. laying up yeah mm -hmm. yeah you get through 16 17 get, we do have to talk about the t-shot 18 yeah, because fine. it's four shot lead you think i mean we all thought it's over it is and then you just hit a weird one and not as bad it. as you think no okay well, take I'm, try, I'm trying to go. hit a low fade mm -hmm. which i've been doing it all week perfectly especially on 18 and i literally catch it release it ever so slightly too much right so it starts about five yards left of what i'm looking for but it's trying to cut like i know whatever people want to believe you're not if there's no trees there that ball is maybe one yard in the left cut left uh left semi mm -hmm. just left of the bunkers unfortunately the trees there they went this smack <laughs> in the a center shoot. Of a it's branch. a narrow shoot yeah no i mean it's not that bad a miss if you think about it i mean i thought if i missed left it was better than right uh and I just hit a provisional. I don't. I didn't see it. Adam saw it actually. He told me he saw something come down. Okay. But nobody yeah. on the tee said anything. Nobody on the fairway said anything. Usually they give you a sign. So I'm like, I'll just hit a provisional because I don't want to come back. Was the heart rate extremely high when you're hitting the provisional? When nobody saw it. Well, the I thing mean, is, people are saying out of bounds. There's no out of bounds there. Okay. If he goes left, there's maintenance in a stand. In a bush that you could lose it in possibly. But they'll find. No, there's you, a million no you'll people find out it. There. And if if I find the ball and. You know, like I, I'm pretty confident I could just pitch out and do what I did, make a five and go home, mm -hmm. right? But like, there's no auto bounce. I just hit a provisional just in case, mainly so I don't have the feel of hitting that shot as my last tee shot. And luckily I hit a perfect tee shot. And then we're walking off the tee and right instantly we saw it. Like the guy is walking back down to where it is. I'm like, oh, perfect. I kind of told him, I'm like, why don't you say so? Yeah. yeah. I just walk in the middle and say, no, we have it. And that's it. Yeah. Just for the heart right there, dog. Yeah. Would have been nice to know it's sitting down there. Your next shot, honestly, this might not be something that he and I have talked about. I was like, he hit it a little closer to the bunker than I would have liked to have like a little feely type of shot in there. I know you got the slope behind it, but was that the, is that the yardage that you wanted? Like I would have been I, like, I give me a hundred and I can <laughs> hit it anywhere. I wanted a three wood. <laughs> I, I was telling Adam, just give me a three wood. I'll slice it up so, there into yeah. the wind. And, and he was like, buddy, let's just lay it up. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's like we have a four shot lead make a five i want to try to hit it on the green but you know good thing i didn't because that could have been if that doesn't fade he goes straight into the ninth far away and i'm having 100 yards to go into the green the, the pitch shot was pretty <laughs> pitch shot was filled well i had 55 meters to the pin it's into the wind and i have a backstop yeah you but you're also got so you the four, you're the final of the mat like i would be like i don't want to touch you feel it. i just I'm want to rip something to the back let it spin let and me I listen go if, away. if you go yourself in that situation i had about eight paces behind the pin and five short it's a 13-yard gap to land it on with a wedge. Right. 
I mean, I feel like I can do that. Yeah, but my God you damn can't, but hands it landed, are shaking. <laughs> I would have bet a ton of money it wasn't landed short of the flag with the backstop. I didn't. I wasn't trying to land it that short, but uh, again, 55 meters is my half 60 shot. So all I did is uh, just give it a little bit extra. It worked out, but I was like, that's a touch. That's, I, that's where our brains work different. I'm like, there's a bunker there. If it's sawed, it's in there. Then uh-huh. things get well, weird. It, it didn't. I know. It didn't. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to make fun. I'm not going to lie. Adam, Adam told me, and I was thinking the same thing. We're walking up, and I'm like, I could just dump it up there like Tiger did to a putt go home. You know what happened? It's like, nah, man. He's like, finish it in style, man. Like, you've played amazing this back nine. Make a par. And Respect. that's why I get. I was like, okay, I'll be aggressive. And you did. Respect. You made the par. Mm-hmm. Your family's there waiting mm-hmm. on you. How special was that? I mean, I saw your dad was there all week. Yes, he was. He almost didn't go. Oh. He had about three, four friends that were supposed to go with him. And they all canceled for different reasons. And he almost didn't go. He ended up going because he got invited to to a golf trip on the Northeast. Like they went to play Wingfoot and a couple of the courses up there. And that's the only reason why he went. It's like, oh, I'll just go do that. And Tuesday night, I fly to Augusta. Wednesday, I see the part three, and then I go watch. Uh, so thank God he went. Wow. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Damn. Good decision. Yeah, thank pops. God. Thank God. Now he's already telling me, I wasn't going to come to the PGA, but you might win it. I'm like, well, with that logic, just come to all the <laughs> yeah, come to, uh, There's not one that you're not like, you might not win it. Keep They're it all, rolling. you might win it. Um, I know one of your idols, Jose Marie, was also behind the green yeah. there. Um, I know y'all shared a pretty cool moment. You, we've talked about this before. You said I couldn't hear what anybody was saying to me because I asked you what Brooks said to you, Jose Marie. Well, I heard it. I just I don't think he processed. Yeah, one second. things were going not so a, fast. Not a chance I remember what anybody said. And like, then not even a little bit. How about but, Jordan hanging out to congratulate? That was pretty. Classy, that was cool. I yeah, that's, that's, he's a classy that's pretty guy. cool. He's a classy guy. He didn't have to do that instead. Yeah, yeah. So he I was to win. because I know you know Phil is one of those guys who you've looked up to and you know you met him when you were in college and everything. And I was always wondering if he was going to be there when you finished. And then I learned when you came on the set on CBS that he actually was there. So he, yeah, I don't think he wanted to do the whole public thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go into the scoring area, there's a couple of steps. And then between the columns where you can't really see because they hide people over there. Um, Phil and Amy were there waiting right before I got into scoring. What was the moment like with Phil? That's cool. I also don't remember what he said, but it was, <laughs> it was, it was very cool for him to be there. You know, he, as you know... <laughs> He, he has been saying for a few years that um, he's talked about my, my potential, right? And, uh, you know, to feel validated like that and, and be there with him was really, really cool. Um, you know, he mentioned something about earlier in the week about us, us two having many lunches in the Champions locker room, and that's now a reality. So that was a, that was a very cool moment. He Can got I- in the media center and sung your praises, too, talking about you. Like, I saw this kid at ASU, and I said he was top 10. Like, I'm not surprised at all mm-hmm. by his play, but more complimented you on, like, the person. You are, yeah, which I no, he's, was cool. he's been he's been a great mentor to me and, and you know, uh, learned a few things about Augusta National thanks to him. So it's uh, he had a part in that as well. You yeah. don't see him as much, but is your relationship still the same as yeah. it was years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, still Talking, good. text and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So now that you have had all the success and he was right, can I have my money back? Well, you, you pick it up with him. <laughs> you took Come a, on, you so took a bet. <laughs> yeah, he was a third party. You bet uh, against me, he was just the horse. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. No First chance. off, I didn't bet against you. I just the bet. The odds were in my favor. I just happened to lose. It was nothing against your talent. I knew uh, you were really good. Uh huh. I just you know was on the wrong. You side can of defend that however you yeah. want. Yeah. It ain't coming back. Uh, can I give you a compliment? I'm not gonna lie though. I would have taken the bet just so you know. Yeah, it was. Of the, course, John would have taken it. Yeah. No, no, meaning I would have done what he did. Oh, you would have taken his I didn't side? Even have a oh, card. you wouldn't have bet. Yeah, I wasn't status. even pro. I know, but. I wasn't even pro when they yeah. made this bet. I had played with Phil before he went to San Antonio. Phil should have been getting like 
that's a minimum five to one. Like you're, if you're going to well, make that bet, I think why do you think I up. took it? Yeah. And listen, you fire sometimes when, you, when you have somebody like him, cause I, I heard about it and he's told me in person, like he told me that and, and Keith Sir is another guy who always said, yes. Hey, you're already top 10 in the world. I'm like, man, when you, when you have two guys like that, that know so much about the game telling you that, and you're not even pro yet, I don't even have my tour card. The, the boost in confidence in your ability is yeah, insane. Sure. It's insane. Yeah. That's um, helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, compliment to you in the butler cabin you guys go in there's been some awkward jacket exchanges in the history i thought you and scotty <laughs> pulled it off flawless flawlessly is there any rehearsal on that before like hey yes. dude let's not butcher this let's let's a little not, practice not scotty but they, they had me rehearse it with with nice. the people outside and like what arm do you like first yeah. and i'm like i've never thought of this in my life yeah. right uh they have you try a few jackets on and all that and then it's like yeah um yeah how you do this oh left i guess i do left first this and that and and then they tell Scotty and oh yeah, it's, it's pretty funny how it goes. And then the one rule that I had to remember is like, do not shake Scotty's hands first. Do the chairman. And the uh, whole time I'm there thinking, I'm like, don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. <laughs> Cause Scotty did it. And the first person I see Scotty, even though he was trying to kind of like, like, hi, like hide behind me and walk off. Like, uh, like, like Sam did. Sam didn't walk. He ran. <laughs> he yeah. took off. So yeah, I was, I, I saw it like the second, the second they announced it, he just, I see him just, yeah. Bolt out of that was just he was the only person to run at Augusta all week. Yeah, it was pretty he funny. Was, he so was like, yeah, 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 it was in my mind. I'm like, okay, Chairman Ridley, Chairman Ridley. It was it's pretty funny. I mean, they make you nervous. It's like, they has got to be a nervous little. It's like so quaint and tight yeah. in there. Be the whole golf world is watching. Like this. if don't, I were but, to do the wrong thing, there's been some fumbles on that jacket. In if I were to do the wrong thing, I don't think anybody would have cared. No, none of you would have known. No, but like it's just funny how I'm like. If you would have shook Scotty's hand, not one of us would have known. Well, no one would ever have known until just now. Now yeah. that we know, that's like the proper protocol. But I don't, I don't know if they've changed. I don't know. It probably has been the protocol forever. But yeah, like if you go back, you'll see that, right? I mean, you get the jacket and the champion step, the past champion steps back, and then you go into chairman. Really, you, you mess it up, you're just a meme forever. Mm -hmm. It's no big deal. Yeah, whatever. I mean, um, one more. I know you're very much looking forward already to the champions dinner next year. <laughs> um, you've already thought about it. You've already had talks with a famous. Spanish chef, correct? Yeah, well, I mean, we've, we've talked about it as a joke in the past, but yeah. Uh, I who, made who a is he? Jose Andres. Yeah. Jose Andres. Yeah. I I, uh, I mentioned in the press conference, and he sent me a text. I was like, hey, man, everybody's texting me. Like, what'd you say? I'm like, well, we've talked about it before. Like, what do you mean what did I say? <laughs> like, <laughs> I want you to help me. It's like, okay, yeah. okay, I'll help you out. And we haven't talked about it in between us. They already have a few ideas. For people that know Spanish, Spanish cuisine, uh, jamón will be there for sure. What is that? Ham. Spanish ham, jamón ibérico. It's um, we had some the other night, right? Jamon. Right over here, huh? We had some the other night, right over here. Oh, oh yeah, uh, at the yeah, quarter. Yeah. Right yeah. Down, yeah, yeah, the new place. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. So it'll be that uh, as an appetizer. I know. I believe I know the dessert. Possibly the wine, if I get a choice on what wine is drank. You're paying I, for I, it. You can, I think you're you the guy. You That's another thing I learned. <laughs> That's. <a> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went. I went to chairman. Really, I was like, "What's the budget for this thing?" Like, whatever you want to spend. Yeah. I was like, "Great." Um, Wine in a box. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everything in between. I have some ideas, but I haven't decided yet. It's actually the one thing I've probably given more thought to out of anything. Really? Else. Yeah. Pretty funny. Where, I don't know why. other than the subpar podcast, where are you most excited to take the green jacket? I don't know if I'm gonna be taking it on every single uh, interview I do. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I think you should probably never wear it. Again. I think you retire it, one and done. We'll put it in the rafters right <laughs> what here. Would if you be, want us to watch it for what you. would be really meaningful to me is uh, when I go back home, if there's a soccer game, um, if I could do an honorary kickoff 
I bet um, you can. Um, that would be that would be epic. Give us a real like a serious question here. Like, what's this mean in Spain? Can you even get a pulse of it? Like, where nah. are you now in terms of like at like Nadal? You mentioned like getting a text from him. like he's a guy that's been carrying the flag for Spain for forever. I have are you no that idea. now? Are I you have, that guy? No, I mean the guy is arguably a goat in his sport. I don't. I'm not even close. Baby goat. I mean, you're not still even growing. Close. Not you're even, still growing. Not even. But close. it could happen. But I mean, you're one of four <laughs> that ever win over there. You know. I mean, if you when you put it in perspective, right? Fourth Masters champion from Spain, sixth jacket, tenth major for Spain which to me is a big deal, obviously. The one thing that, that keeps coming back to me that I can't still believe is that I'm the first European to win the US Open and the Masters, yeah. which I uh, still can't believe that some of the greats in the past weren't able to do that. Right? It's, it's amazing. Um, I don't know where to put it in, in Spanish sports. It's early on my career. The potential is there, yes, but still very early on my career. So I have no idea. Is, no there, idea. is there any comparison the feeling between winning the U.S. Open and the Masters? Different. Very different scenarios. Because um, the U.S. Open, I never had the lead till the last mm -hmm. hole. Like, never. Solo lead till the 72nd hole, which I guess is the only time you need it. Um, but I was never really, like, winning the tournament. Yeah. Right up until all of a sudden at the end, made a few birdies, right? This case, I was always in contention uh, and was able to get it done. Uh, you know, and Brooks is a fierce competitor when he has the lead um is the first time he doesn't convert him a 54 lead and a 54 hole lead in a major championship which you know it's it's unusual for him to play bad and you knew that going in oh of course i know i know it's all a, those things it's awesome um i'm not thinking about it yeah but it's just the the spanish history of that moment right 40th anniversary on Savi's second win his birthday easter it's just a lot of things that added and when i finished playing i've told people and i don't want to play favorites and I don't want to offend anybody in the USGA, but I don't know why this meant so much more. I can't tell you exactly why, but to me, this one meant quite a bit more. That's sure. I mean, it's the, it's the masters. It's what, I mean, I, it's I, tradition. I'm sure when you were growing up, you woke up at certain times to watch the masters on TV. Uh, more like when, when late to bed, but yeah, eh, whatever yeah. time zone thing. Yeah. The putts you hit as a kid on the green, yeah, like this yeah, is yeah. to win the masters. That's like what, that's what kids do. It is. And this, it's really, uh, I think, the fact that it's always played at the same golf course and be able to win it is what makes it even better. Everybody gets to practice it. Everybody gets to know how to play the golf course around there, right? But to be the one to best them all by four shots, I mean, it's just the things add up, right? I think there was a lot of history and legacy in that moment. And that's why that picture of Seve and I made me feel, still makes me feel that way. Like mm -hmm. every time I look at it, it makes me want to cry. It's that's incredible. So, cool. so it's, it's really... Sweet how much it means. I've spoken before in many interviews how my family started playing golf because of Seve's impact on the captaincy and the Ryder Cup in 97, right? And that's why I feel that connection with the great Spanish players in the past. If it wasn't for dad, my, my dad hadn't, wouldn't have started playing golf. Who knows if I'd be here, right? So I don't know if you can call it carrying the torch or passing the torch or or meeting some type of legacy with Seve and, and however you want to word it, it was really, is what made it so special. Yeah, well, you mentioned Phil was there, Jordan was there. You heard from Rafa, uh, Tiger reach out? He did, he reached out, yeah. Send a very nice text, a very Tiger-like text. Okay, text. perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you would expect. You're 13 behind. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't get that. You're coming. Yeah. I, I didn't get that. I didn't Keep get going. That. He was very nice. He was very, very nice about it. I, I got a lot of great texts, you know, to get a text from Tom Brady as well. Very unique. Very unique. Um, 
Yeah, the list goes on and on. How long does it take you to cipher through the text? I and do you remember how many you had when you first looked at your phone yeah, at midnight? So the because WhatsApp and message and iMessage do differently, yeah. right? It was like three hundred and fifty notifications, but some of them were, were group chats with like fifty texts. Yeah. So I don't know. I can't even. I Takes don't even a while. Know. I I didn't do anything Monday. I tried to obviously get family first and all that. By Tuesday, when I was in my physio's table, in the afternoon, I had responded to everybody. Good man. I tried to yeah. do it quick. Because I'm one of those people that if I see like the, the little one that read alert that you have a notification, it drives me absolutely nuts. Yeah, okay. that's criminal. I hate it. It's criminal. So I just, I try to get it done as early as possible. Yeah. Um, do you think, you know, I, I know we're looking ahead to next year already, but do you think you'll con continue the tradition of parking at the Double Eagle Club? <laughs> that's the best not thing many people know yeah, that is, that is the one. best thing out of all of this so yeah no you you were you and many people were confused as hell that day uh it had to look like a prank like yo we're videoing some sort of prank show here <laughs> the uh the valet guy there i didn't get his name but i was there on sunday i went over and watched the end of your round on sunday and he's like can you believe this is gonna happen he was sitting right here earlier in the week i was like this is incredible john rom had to park at the double eagle club and he walked because, I mean, rules are rules at Augusta. You're only allowed yeah, to have one car. Yeah, you're only allowed one courtesy car. Yeah. It was Wednesday, and Kelly needed the, the bigger car that we had for the car seats. And I thought we had found a way for me to get in. I'm pretty sure if I had gone to the gate with my pass, it wouldn't let me in. But we already called Chairman Ridley about it, and he said no. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, last thing I need is him getting the word that I'm there and get in trouble. So I just parked at Double Eagle, which for people that don't know, is literally across the street from Augusta National and walked in and the funny thing is i mean it was 5 30 in the morning or 6 30. like it was early in the morning and people are going in already to the gate and i'm standing with i don't know who i was with oh, i was with steve loy mm -hmm. in my duffel bag and my backwards hat and my lanyard right and i'm standing on the light waiting for it to turn green <laughs> and people are walking by and they look at me and i don't know if they don't believe it's me or it's just too early for them to realize but it's funny to just have people walk by they look they look again and then they keep walking. All right, I'm just looking at it like. Now take what me am through I doing like here? no way. You don't you, see Steph Curry. Like, what am I doing here? As you're entering the arena, you but know? take me through this. You walk across Washington and then did you like go to the caddy area? Did you walk all the way down Magnolia Lane? Like what did you? No, no, no. I go. I, we all, most of us always go to the caddy area. Yeah, it's just easier in in every sense. So I went. Yeah, I had breakfast, had my coffee. And went to the went to warm up in the gym. There's gonna be ten players parking. Oh, dude, next year. people are just gonna be camped <laughs> at Double Eagle after, next year. After the, I mean, what you saw me, the reason you saw me there because I've been there waiting for a bit. Yeah. Is the valet? I guess they don't really have that many spots up in the area, so they park like two miles away. If you don't know, I'm looking at camera. Washington Road traffic mm. can be as bad as it ever gets, and uh, so I finish my day. I see my physio. Kelly goes home with the kids, whatever. And I mean, it's like five. Yeah. And I ordered, you know, I tell him to get my car. And, like, I know it's going to be a while, so I don't want to be sitting out just waiting. I'm, like, hiding on that little spot behind the, the valet. Like, the little table they have it was pretty funny. And that's when Cole came. I was like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, we watched uh, TV. By the way, I waited another 40 minutes <laughs> after you left. Yeah, I, I, well, Steve Lloyd called the owner, like, hey, the hell? Because yeah. my car was supposed to be up there. Like, I had no yeah. idea. I just, we made a mistake or whatever. Deal with it. Yeah, it took a while. That was cool. Though. They park them in Atlanta and then they run and go get Well, the I funny guess, thing is then away. trying to get out into Washington Road, nobody's letting you in. Thank God Kaiser, Austin Kaiser, mm -hmm. was there. And, and he saw me waiting and he let me in. So... Thank you, first time guys. anyone said that. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God for Austin Kaiser. Uh, I got to ask you the burning question. I don't think you've been asked this yet, but the people are, need to know. Um, did you really pee seven times? 
No, five. Okay, five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I was going to get this question way more. I mean, first of all. Yeah, no one's asked that yet. We're waiting. We I'm to trying to hydrate. It's a freaking master's. You're nervous. I'm not going to wait till I really have to go that bad to really can affect the shot. So, yeah. I and went you're trying to kill time because it was so I slow. On, like, I'll I, go to the I, can, I, I tell you, I went on four. I went on nine for sure. I went on 11. <laughs> I went on 16. And uh, did I? I don't know if I went on. I went on thirteen, five. Wow, that's fine. Nerve. Hydrated. When you get nervous, you got pee, and you're trying to kill time because you know you're gonna come up and wait on the next one. So it's like well, I either we, sit here and think, we get or to, I go pee. We, we, I mean, it was because it was two some split tee, right? So we know we're gonna have to wait. But we finished the first hole. Like I make a great part. I'm like I'm ready to hit that next tee ball, and okay. we get there, and the guys are still on the tee, sitting on the bench. I'm like, oh boy. So we knew what kind of a day it was gonna be. So when I made the birdie pot on three, I looked. They're not even like we saw them hit. So I know I'm going to have to wait. So I'm just making time by at least moving, doing something. I don't want to just be sitting there yeah. waiting. Uh, on 13, we saw Patrick had hit his tee shot left. Right When we got to the tee, he was walking back across the river to then go up. Right? So I'm like, I mean, we just, we're, we're no, we're waiting. So why not? Yeah. You waited. Apparently someone calculated 97 minutes. Yeah. Waited. Total seems wait like time. a lot. That seems like a lot. I mean, it was, we did wait a lot. It was... At one okay. point, our face on 16 says it all. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm eating my food, and we're both like, this is ridiculous. Okay. Final so, group of the Masters waiting this long. It's a little bit of a joke. You and Brooks, yeah. two of the fastest players, though, out there. Let's just get it from you right now. Because I wouldn't say I'm the fastest. No, you're not. But you're, you're not You're on slow. the faster side. Yeah, you're above, you're above average, average, I would say. Brooks is fast. Brooks Matt is Matt Fitzpatrick, fast. we've seen, is fast. Brooks uh, is very fast. Yeah. What do we need to do to speed this thing up? Listen, I... There are slow players out there, but I in this case scenario, the fact that we had two sums and two tees was a problem. Everybody's going to go for it on the par fives. Not everybody's going to hit a good shot. You're going to have to wait, especially in split tees. That's always going to be the case. Uh, I know Patrick Henley's been catching a lot of heat for that Sunday. I don't know if he was waiting or not. I couldn't tell you. right? And there was a couple of situations, like 16 hits on the absolute worst scenario. Or a spot on the green you can hit it, which is short right on top. I mean, mm-hmm. that is a long putt with 30 feet of break. And it, I understand you're going to take some time, right? So uh, it also doesn't help with me and Brooks are playing behind and I'm playing good golf and he's already fast, right? So we're going to be faster group than the average. I wouldn't know. I think the main, and I might cut some heat for this, but when it comes to the PGA Tour, I think for the most part, fields are too big. Yeah. And there's too many people on the golf course. There's simply nothing you can do to make it faster. So in Patrick's defense in this case, like we did, if you know you're waiting on the next hole, why rush? Yeah. If you if an extra look's going to help you, you're waiting either way. Right? So uh, nope. I, I think there are some slow players, but a lot of it is there's just too many people on the course at the same time. Yeah, we, we've talked about it. Listen, Patrick's caught a lot of flack for it, like you mm-hmm. said, but the reason is he's playing well. And we yeah. see it on TV. So he gets shown a lot more than the guy in 60th place who's also playing slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the slower people than Patrick, for sure. Yeah. What's uh, what's John Rahm's schedule coming up? Uh, well, we uh, I don't know if I'm playing Wells Fargo or not. That's the, that's the question. Obviously playing the PGA, but everything in between. I'm defending next week. Uh, most likely two weeks off and then PGA. So that's far. cool you're going back to Mexico to defend. Yeah, I mean that's that's a plan, obviously. Uh, I unless something crazy happens, I wouldn't want to not go without a reason, right? Uh, they've treated me really well, and I feel like 
It's a really good place for the family. It's a very mm -hmm. nice resort. Highly recommended for everybody. The resort's awesome. Mm. Uh, golf course, if it hasn't changed, wide open. Great. Just hit it hard off the tee. Go find it. <laughs> Great shape. One of the best shaped golf courses we saw all year. And uh, and again, an amazing resort. I don't know. It's it's a great opportunity. Um, I wouldn't want to take three weeks out before I major either way. So if I had to choose, I, I chose to defend. Beautiful. Love that. And you're a member now at this little place you got on your jacket. Any plans to go? When's the next time you're going to step foot on property? I am not a member. Don't or you mistake. can go back, I guess. Let's yeah, say. yeah. Like I'm somewhere in between a playing privileges, a qualified player and a member. Like I can go and stay in one of the rooms they have attached to them to the clubhouse, but I can't have people. I can't stay in the cottages. I can't have people stay with me. If I go and play, I can bring a guest, but they can't play. So I don't really know when I'll be going next. Oh, I mean, I haven't gone early to Augusta the last few years. I don't know if I'll do it or not, unless the right group of people comes to for me to want to go. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> hello, we're sitting around a table. Anybody listening? <laughs> no, no. Throw in your, throw your name in the hat. Sorry. <coughs> just got something. I'm just saying, your favorite podcast, fellas. We're sitting right here. We live right down the road. Back when you were toting the ASU bag. Nobody yeah. knew John Rohn. Just, you know. Yeah. No. Your talent cost me one. a lot of money. It's like Fight Club. Don't talk about going. <laughs> That's what it you, You're salty like. about that laws, aren't you? No, it actually makes for a great story. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it makes it for a great does. story. I, I I mean, when you're going in the Hall of Fame, I'll be able to say, you wouldn't believe this bet I lost because of this kid. It was great. Yeah. I'll, if, if if I, I'm still alive. You've gotten a lot I'll, of content. I'll remind you in the speech. You've oh. gotten a lot of content. Write that down, John Rahm. A lot of content. No, when I, I made promises. I promised Zach Ertz I was going to call him out when I won, and I did. So Good. So I'm going to be in your Hall of Fame speech. Perfect. Wow, Sounds a lot incredible. of big things. A lot of. Big I hope I remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hope I'm me. still alive. God. Yeah. How long you plan on going? All right. Well, you ready to let it loose tonight, or what? Don't ex listen. I I have fun. I never get away. I I never let myself go to a point where I can't control myself. How about that? I've never liked it. That makes one of same, us. Same. Same. Mutual. <laughs> mutual. Never liked Good to it. Hear it. So I don't know. But this night might be a little different. It all, it, you know, he prays to have an amazing wife. So if she's willing to put up with one more kid tomorrow, maybe I'll do it or not. But I'm not sure. Well, man, we are so yes, proud sir. of you. Congratulations. It's awesome. I mean, you've been so great to us. We can't thank you enough. And the green jacket looks very good on you, my friend. Thank yes, you very it's much. It's a nice fit. Appreciate you, my it's man. It's nice to thank put it on. So Honestly, much. I forget about it every once in a while. So it's awesome. It's very nice. You're the man. <laughs> Sleaze, that was a special one. Getting to sit down with our man, John Rahm, the 2023 Masters champion. No one deserves it more. So happy for him. It's uh, it's going to be a party tonight. It's going to be a good one. I cannot wait to not remember any of it. And also just thank you to John Rahm. Like, this is our first guest ever on Golf Subpar. I think he's our first three-time guest now. He's always been so good to you and I. Like, he's got a million things going on right now. He could easily be like, dude, I'm tapped. I just want to chill out. But no, he comes in here right after he gets back home, comes on the show. Tip of the cap to Johnny. Love it. And congratulations. Love you, dog. Congratulations, Big Spain. That was really fun to watch. Tell you what, Slays, our picks are starting to heat up a little Yee. bit. Yee. Over at FanDuel, it's getting a little need warm. It. Last week, I had Jordan Spieth, Tommy Fleetwood, both right in the mix. You had Patrick Cantley, Ricky Fowler, right in the mix. Our parlay hit again for our top 20, which was very nice. I took We took uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, I believe, and Ricky Fowler, Ricky Fowler to top, top 20. 20. Some had good juice on that, too. There was. So we're starting to get there. We were almost. We almost had the Holy Grail. We had almost had like all of them in the top four at one point, it looked like. We're coming back. We're coming back. All right, we'll tee it up on FanDuel this PGA Tour season. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. 
You can do head-to-head matchups. You can do top 20s, all kinds of different things, straight-up winners, whatever you want. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's so many betting options. Let's get to it, Sleaze. We got the Zerk Classic. Lead the us team. Off. Team game this week. Mm-hmm. It's all about being positive. There's no about I and team. Cheering each other on. But there's an ME in that. In that. Mm-hmm, you know in what I'm that saying? that thing. Yeah. All right. This is a fun one. I've had some fun partners down there. Um, this really saved this event, in my opinion. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to watch. Uh, how about Patrick Cantlay and Xander Schauffele are plus 290? You like that one? I think they're a slight favorite. You like that one? <laughs> <laughs> I do like them to win, but yeah. I'm not going to bet it. That yep. is way too tight to odds for me. So for my favorite, I'm going with a very interesting team. Okay. okay. This man wrote the other guy a letter and asked if they wanted to be teammates at the Zerk Classic. That's flattering. It is. It's very nice. It's old school, mm-hmm. which, which yeah, I'm here yeah. for it. Old gentleman. Sung J.M., Cashmere, Keith Mitchell. There won't be any cashmere being worn down in New Orleans in April. It gets a little warm. Going off at plus 1,300. I love it. And I love the way that the invite was. Looked remind me of sophomore year homecoming. Like, put a little something in the locker, a little sign. Will you play with me? Will you go with me? Like so the sweet. Squad. I believe he, uh, Keith Wrote another box and said, duh. Yeah. And checked it duh. and gave it back to him. Yeah. Sungjae asked you to play in something. Good partner to have. Coming off a nice week as well. All right. Going a little further down the list here, Colt, but I like these guys. I'm going Sam Burns, Billy Horschel, 17 to 1. Okay. You got Burns. He's the local boy. He's going to have a lot of love down there in New Orleans. He's playing some very nice golf coming in hot. Billy, not as hot, but I feel like he ain't not far off. Yeah. I wouldn't say warm, but I'd say trending to warm, perhaps. And also sometimes just like a different format, something a little different change of pace, just to break the monotony of the week. It can it can go and help. And he's got some nice success down here in New Orleans. So give me those two boys at 17 to 1. You know, I think the first day with it being best ball, you can kind of free it up and yeah, you know, it's like ride your partner a little bit if you need to. And then alternate shot, obviously, if you're not on your game, you're gonna get exposed. But I've always I think loved it can that help team just to break event. it up. Yeah. They're they're good friends. Billy has won there when it was a stroke play event. Um, I'm just a little concerned to how he's playing right now. As far as a dark horse, I'm going at 46 to one. Not really sure why. It just feels right down in New Orleans. They're Southern boys. Trey Mullinax, Scott Stallings. I love it. I love the analysis. No clue. Let's not overanalyze this (laughs) stuff. I just like it. It jumped off at me. I'm going in the exact same range, 46 to one. Kind of similar deal. I got a little bit of justification behind it. Give me Joel Damon, Denny McCarthy. Okay, Joel Damon, incredible ball striker. Can run really hot when the putter gets going. He's extremely dangerous. Denny. Best putter on tour. Going to take a little bit of the pressure off of Joel if he did, rolls one few feet by. There's not another guy on tour you rather have hitting that thing coming back. I like this one. Joel came out with the hot start last week, and Denny's just the guy. We're just waiting for him to win. It's going to happen. Uh, give me that team at 46-1. to 1. All right. We'll go download, download the FanDuel app, and when you win, you can get paid instantly. So aim for some green and bet on the PGA Tour. Go to FanDuel.com slash subpar and sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash subpar to get a $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. FanDuel, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Must be 21 years and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369 in New York. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia. 
1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org/chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, or www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-800-F-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. That's it. And then just stay hot. Read that all back to me. I got it all locked in. I have all those numbers memorized. All right. Once again, thank you so much to John Rom for coming in and sitting down with us. That was a pleasure. We'll talk to you on next week's Golf Subpar. <laughs>